Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I'm your host, Sky Guasco. You are listening to the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. Please follow us on Instagram at fantasy football underscore TCK pod and on Twitter at TCK underscore pod. You can find all of our rankings and multiple articles at TCKpod.com. We've got a lot to cover, so let's get into it. What up, TCK Potters? Episode 305 of the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast, a.k.a. TCK Pod. I'm your host, Sky Guasco, back with you, rolling solo today, per usual, to break down the ballers and stallers from week 11. I'm going to give you a couple quick waiver wire grabs as well at the end of this episode. Let's get into the quarterbacks right away here. We'll just start right at the, at the top. You all know the drill. I'm going to go over the top quarterbacks and some quarterbacks that let you down as ballers and stallers. And then we'll get into the running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, DSTs, and kickers as well from week 10 heading into week 11. I missed last week. I had mentioned that we had our 300th episode last Monday. So dial back and check that out. If you haven't yet, it was a collaboration with the commish crew, Josh and Chris from the commish with uh, Lucas as well. We broke down our true strength of schedule schedule metrics that we've been working on uh, this season that we'll be kind of uh, monitoring over the next few seasons to see if strength of schedule for fantasy football actually matters per position. So follow along with that journey. Let's get right into it here. Episode 305, Ballers and Stallers, week 10. All right, we'll start here at the top. Tom Brady turning back the clock once again. 32 fantasy points, 341 and three. He also had a rushing touchdown for the Buccaneers and a big win over the Carolina Panthers, 46-23. Kyler Murray remains absolutely unstoppable. 30 fantasy points, 245 and one. A lot of that coming on the 70 plus uh, uh, Hale Murray, if you will, to DeAndre Hopkins at the end of the game there. But he also has two rushing touchdowns for 61 yards on the ground, 11 carries. So he's getting it done there. Cam Newton, Lamar Jackson, and Kyler Murray all had 11 carries this year, or this week, coincidentally. Number three, Ben Roethlisberger, 29 fantasy points, 333 passing yards, and four touchdowns for Big Ben. He's got another plus matchup this week. Josh Allen finishes strong before the Bills by this week, 284 and two, another 38 on the ground, and he caught a 12-yard reception as well. So he caught the uh, the old Philly special, if you will, the Buffalo special, caught the touchdown there for the Bills as well. Aaron Rodgers, number five, 325 and two, also had a rushing score there, 25 fantasy points for A-Rod. Matt Stafford, before a injury, had 276 and three. Daniel Jones, 244. He had a rushing score in 64 yards. He is beating up the Eagles big time on the ground. We all remember the uh, 80-yard scamper, which he unfortunately tripped and fell on his way to an open touchdown a few weeks ago, but he got another 64 yards on the ground on nine carries and a touchdown here for 22 fantasy points. 
Lamar Jackson breaks the top 10, 249 and 255 yards on the ground in a sloppy one versus New England. Justin Herbert stays in the top 10, 187 and two, had a rushing score as well. Could have had a bigger game, but Miami's defense is much, much improved. Teddy Bridgewater also left the game with an injury. He is questionable for week 11, but he had three total touchdowns before he left one of those rushing. Kirk Cousins, a decent game against the Bears. Nothing crazy, but 17 and a half fantasy points. 292 and two, both those touchdowns going to Adam Thielen. A couple quarterbacks that may have let you down just a little bit, considering what you were hoping from them. Cam Newton, uh, 17 fantasy points, 118 and one through the air. He does have a rushing touchdown, so he kind of saves that floor. But again, just 118 and one through the air on 17 pass attempts from Cam Newton. Phillip Rivers, 308 and a touchdown. Alex Smith, 390. No scores, though, but 390 passing yards from Alex Smith in his first start since 2018. Tua Tonga-Valoa playing very well, but just 169-2. and two. Deshaun Watson, 163-1. and one. Joe Burrow, Ryan Tannehill, Nick Mullins, Jake Luton, Drew Locke, and Drew Brees all had only one touchdown. And Jared Goff. 302 passing yards, but no touchdowns. The Rams ran in all of their touchdowns on Sunday. Baker Mayfield, Nick Foles may have let you down as well. Keep an eye, of course, on Jameis Winston and P.J. Walker, potentially filling in for Drew Brees, who has multiple fractures in his ribs. The timetable for him being out has not been yet disclosed, but he and Drew Locke suffered rib injuries. Matthew Stafford had an injury as well. Nick Foles left the game late with an apparent hip injury too. And Teddy Bridgewater, of course, leaving with a knee injury. So a lot of quarterback injuries to pay attention to coming up in week 11. And you want to make sure that you have those options in super, super flex leagues, excuse me, specifically. Let's head into the running backs. And again, this is full PPR leagues. Alvin Kamara, no surprise up here at the top, 35 fantasy points, eight carries and 15 rushing yards, only 15 rushing yards, but he had two rushing scores, another receiving score on eight targets, seven catches, 83 yards, Alvin Kamara, three total touchdowns. He only had, well, only, but 98 total yards on 15 touches, but three touchdowns for Alvin Kamara. It doesn't matter if Jameis Winston is the quarterback, Taysom Hill is the quarterback, or Drew Brees. Obviously, Alvin Kamara should be getting his. He is up at the top this week. Josh Jacobs, nice bounce back game. Two touchdowns here, another 24 yards through the air on four catches, which is good to see him using the pass game. 21 carries, 112 rushing yards, and two scores for Josh Jacobs for 30 fantasy points there. Naheem Hines, big game on Thursday night, as we saw. 12 carries, 70 yards, and a touchdown. Another five catches for 45 yards and a touchdown on six targets. Naheem Hines, two big games. They pay the Packers this week. Worst team against the rush, or second-to-worst team against the rush, I should say. So could be a Jonathan Taylor game, could be a uh, – you know, Jordan Wilkins game could be Naheem Hines game, but the only way that the Colts are going to stay in that game against the Packers is if they keep the game, keep the ball on the ground and uh, attack them and get Rodgers off the field. But we'll see what actually happens there. Next up, DeAndre Swift, 16 carries, 81 yards and five catches, 68 yards and a touchdown, 26 fantasy points. The Lions finally came out and uh, gave Swift the reins to the backfield. Excellent move by them. I will go over DeAndre Swift a little bit more in depth in the waiver column at the end of the episode. Ronald Jones, 
192 on the ground on 23 carries. You love to see that. He did have a fumble early in this game. Twitter went nuts, basically claiming that he was going to be done for the entire day. He was not 23 carries, another reception for six yards. And of course, that 98 yard rushing touchdown, just one of four players in NFL history to have a 98 yard rushing touchdown. Looks like hopefully he has saved himself uh, from the, uh, the grips of Bruce Arians for another week or two, um, but 25 fantasy points for Ronald Jones. Great game from him. Rex Burkhead remains uh, the pass catching running back, not our boy, James White. It is Rex Burkhead, 31 yards on the ground, but 35 and two scores through the air. Antonio Gibson, two scores as well, just 45 yards on the ground, 20 through the air, but two rushing scores. Devontae Booker, Malcolm Brown, and Wayne Goldman all had two scores as well. Nice day from Nick Chubb in his game back, 126 yards and a touchdown. Of course, he could have had another touchdown. He ran out of bounds at the one-yard line on purpose. Uh, as a team player, not to run up the score on Detroit as they had the uh, – or excuse me, uh, against Houston as they had the game in check 10-7. to seven. Um, Of course, upsetting a handful of fantasy uh, managers. However, uh, still a great game from Chubb. He will be just fine moving forward. His teammate Kareem Hunt over 100 yards as well, 104 on the ground, 28 uh, through the air. No scores for Kareem Hunt, but he had a great game. J.D. McKissick, my man, seven receptions for 43 yards, but 15 targets, which is insane for a running back. 15 targets. He also had a rushing score in this one. So J.D. McKissick was my uh, pickup of the week last week, and uh, he went off. So if you do not have J.D. McKissick yet and you can go get him, make sure to do that immediately. He is getting targeted 29 times in the last two games with Alex Smith. Make sure you go grab him. Salvin Ahmed playing very well in the lead role for the Miami Dolphins. 21 carries, 85 yards, and a score. Another catch for five yards. He should have another plus matchup this week if he can remain the top back there. Matt Breida might come back, but Miles Gaskin still on by, and Jordan Howard got released by the uh, Dolphins. So I will talk a little bit more about Ahmed in the waiver uh, pickup column at the end of the episode, but I like what I'm seeing out of uh, Salvin Ahmed for the Dolphins. <clears throat> Dalvin Cook, pretty far down the list here compared to where he usually is. 30 carries, 30 carries for 96 yards, four catches for 16 yards against the Bears. He was absolutely shut down this entire game on Monday night, but um, Hakeem Nix finally went out of the game uh, with an apparent injury. I'm not sure the severity on that as of this episode, but once he left, Dalvin Cook started finding seams. He also had another 35-yard run that was called back by a Kyle Rudolph holding penalty. So this could have been over 100 yards significantly. So not, ex- not what we've come expected uh, or accustomed to, I should say, um, for Dalvin Cook, but certainly getting it done. And again, even against a very, very tough defense uh, Dalvin Cook getting it done with 96 yards. Kalen Balazs doing well once again, over 100 total yards for the Chargers. He should be the starter moving forward until uh, Austin Eckler gets back because Joshua Kelly is not able to do it. And Justin Jackson seems to be continu- continuously injured. Aaron Jones, just 18 total touches, 95 total yards, no scores there. So certainly let you down, but it's good to see him get a healthy workload um, overall. 
Boston Scott and Miles Sanders each had about 14 fantasy points. Boston Scott gets the touchdown on a 50 plus yard uh, scamper, um, but just four touches. So certainly the backfield there for Miles Sanders, 17 total touches for him, 95 total yards. Miles Sanders is the backfield here. He should be just fine. James Robinson over a hundred yards, but no scores here, 25 total touches and 112 total yards, no scores though uh, for James Robinson, but he should be fine. Moving forward is the bell cow there in Jacksonville. A couple guys that may have let you down here. Uh, Derek Henry, just 12 fantasy points, 19 carries, 100 yards, but no scores there. Uh, Chase Edmonds, 11 carries and 77 total yards for the Cardinals. Darrell Henderson, again, just eight touches, but he does get that score there. Kenyon Drake, 17 touches, 109 total yards, but no scores there for Kenyon Drake. Giovanni Bernard filling in for Joe Mixon. We knew this was going to be tough against the Pittsburgh Steelers, and sure enough, it was 12 total touches and just 47 total yards, no scores there for him. If you rode Jamal Williams, that was a little bit disappointing as well. Mike Davis trying to uh, get the most out of his opportunity before CMC eventually takes over the reins, hopefully, but 11 total touches, 44 total yards, and no touchdowns for Mike Davis. James Conner, 15 total touches. 48 total yards, no scores for him. Jonathan Taylor continues to disappoint, unfortunately. Nine total touches, 37 total yards, no scores for him. A plus matchup, as I mentioned earlier, with the Packers. So hopefully it's a Jonathan Taylor game, but we shall see. Lucas and I will go a little bit more in depth in that later this week when we cover the Colts game. Another couple of names, Jarek McKinnon, uh, 19 um, Total touches, 46 total yards. He gets banged up again. Duke Johnson in a, a apparent smash spot here, filling in for David Johnson. No receptions, which is insane. One target, no receptions, 14 carries, 54 yards. Very surprising there. DJ Dallas, been a nice spot start for the Seahawks lately, but it was actually Alex Collins who got the work there. Leonard Fournette, Mark Ingram, Melvin Gordon, <clears throat> Adrian Peterson, Cam Akers, a handful of names there for running backs that potentially let you down as well. Let's jump into the wide receivers here. We'll start with the ballers, of course, at the top. My man, Cole Beasley, the best rapper in the NFL, 28 PPR fantasy points, 13 targets, 11 receptions, 109, and a score. Nuke Hopkins, 127 on 12 targets, and that hail Murray at the very end there. Touchdown for him as well. Stephon Diggs, who had the game winner right before New Hopkins. 11 targets, 10 receptions, 93 yards, and a score there. Marcus Valdez, Scantling, 149 and a score. Most of that coming on a 70-plus yard touchdown. Deontay Johnson, 116 and a score. 11 targets for him. Marvin Jones continues to fill in well as the number one in Detroit. 10 targets, 8 receptions, 96 yards, and a touchdown. Willie Sneed, Seven targets, five catches, 64 yards, and two scores. I'm not expecting much from Willie Sneed. He pops up from time to time. We know we can't trust that Ravens passing attack, and it really should be Hollywood Brown, but we know that the Patriots take away the top weapon. That was Mark Andrews. That's Hollywood Brown. That's somewhat of the running game, so Willie Sneed was the one open. I do not expect Willie Sneed to continue to be uh, hot like this. Juju has had a uh, another great bounce back game from a disappointing opening season. He has played very well the last three games, 13 targets, nine receptions, 77 yards, and a score. T. Higgins remains to be arguably the number one, at least uh, he's definitely the number two at this point, but 
Growing into the number one in Cincinnati, nine targets, seven receptions, 115 yards, and a touchdown. Keelan Cole, 47, and a score. Justin Jefferson does not score, but 10 targets, 135 on eight receptions. Chase Claypool, two touchdowns on 10 targets, 56 yards. Adam Thielen, two scores on 43 yards. And Mike Evans, Brandon Ayuk, DJ Moore, and Devontae Adams all have a touchdown as well. Michael Pittman Jr., who we'll talk about in a little bit in the waiver column, eight targets, seven receptions, 101 yards receiving, and a 21-yard rush as well. Josh Reynolds had a nice game for the third week in a row. I'll talk about him in the waiver column as well. 10 targets, eight receptions, 94 yards. Terry McLaurin, 95, no score. Jacoby Myers, five for 59 on seven targets. And Chris Godwin, six for 92 on six targets. A couple of receivers that were under 15 PPR fantasy points that may have let you down, depending on uh, where you have them in your lineups. Darius Slayton, not a terrible game, but no score, 93 yards, zero on five catches. Shaquem Grant, had a touchdown. Marvin Hall had a touchdown. Keenan Allen had a touchdown, but just 39 yards. Deshaun Hamilton had a touchdown, but not many people are starting him these days. Antonio Brown had his best day as a Buccaneer, seven for, or excuse me, uh, seven for 69 on eight targets, but no score there. John Brown, six for 72 on eight targets. Um, Cordero Patterson still getting a lot of work, 12 rushes, 30 yards, two receptions, 19 yards. But I think a lot of people were starting him in, in uh, place of David Montgomery. Corey Davis, um, after a couple big games, just five catches. does have 67 yards, but just five catches in a uh, bounce back game for him when he um, lost his brother uh, to cancer before the game there. So wishing the best to Corey Davis and his family. Tyler Lockett, five for 66 and no score. Does have somewhat of a knee sprain. So keep an eye on that heading into Thursday Night Football against the Cardinals. Jerry Judy, Sterling Shepard, Allen Robinson, Tyler Boyd, Tim Patrick, Cooper Cup, Brandon Cooks, DJ Chark. A lot of names on this list that may have uh, let you down here. Steven Sims, if you were um, going deep with the Washington football team, KJ Hamler, Greg Ward, Will Fuller, Jalen Rager, Robert Woods, T.Y. Hilton, and many others letting down uh, this week, unfortunately, at the wide receiver position. Let's get into the tight ends here. <clears throat> Mark Andrews up at the top, tied with Rob Gronkowski and Hunter Henry with 13 fantasy points. Andrews goes seven for 61. Gronk, two for 51, but a touchdown. Hunter Henry, four for 30, and a touchdown as well. Cameron Braid had a score. Jordan Reed, five for 62, but the 49ers are now on by. We'll see if Kittle can get healthy. If not, Jordan Reed is a great stash. Logan Thomas, four for 66 on six targets. Nice line there with no touchdown, but 10 PPR fantasy points without a score for tight end is just fine. Farrell Brown for Houston has a score on 21 yards. Not worried about him moving forward. Richard Rodgers continues to fill in for Philadelphia. Four for 60. Jonas Smith, just two for 14. Yikes, he does have a rushing score, but I don't like that two for 16. He did have six targets, but unreliable, unfortunately, Jonas Smith. Tyler Higby, uh, um, excuse me, uh, Colin Thompson for Carolina. I didn't even uh, recognize the name as I was going on the list here. You're not worried about him. Some disappointments, Dallas Goddard, four for 32. Darren Waller, three for 37. Robert Tunyon, three for 33. Mike Kosicki, two for 40. Eric Ebron, two for 38. Trey Burton, three for 24. Greg Olson, two for 33. Noah Fant, three for 18 on seven 
targets. That is uh, disappointing for sure. Evan Ingram, two for 15 for three targets. TJ Hawkinson, two for 13. And um, if you went uh, trying to get fancy with uh, maybe Ross Dwelly, one for 22. And Austin Hooper, just one catch coming out of his uh, appendectomy operation on the IR there for a little bit. One catch for 11 yards. Let's get into the DSTs and the kickers. We'll take a quick break and then we'll get into the waiver wire column. For the DSTs, the top performers this week, the Saints beat up on the 49ers, two interceptions, a fumble recovery, two sacks, uh, excuse me, two fumble recoveries, two sacks, 13 points against for 15 fantasy points. The Raiders against Denver, four interceptions, four interceptions from Drew Locke. One fumble recovery, two sacks, 12 points against the Rams. Two interceptions, one fumble recovery, six sacks against Russell Wilson. 13 points. The Colts, one touchdown, a sack, and a block. 17 points against. And the Vikings, the Steelers, the Bears, and the Jags all had 10-plus fantasy points for your DST. So DSTs that had either zero or negative fantasy points the Washington football team, negative one. The Lions had negative one as well. So both teams in that game had negative one fantasy points. The Titans versus the Colts had negative three. The Broncos versus the Raiders had negative four. Bengals versus the Pittsburgh Steelers had negative four. And the Panthers versus Tampa Bay Buccaneers, negative six fantasy points. Let's check out the kickers. <clears throat> Got to show love to the kickers. I'll give you the top. 10 options here. All right. Tyler Bass for the Buffalo Bills remains at the top. Very surprising this year. He has played very, very well. 18 fantasy points, three for three on field goals over 50 yards. So if you get those bonus points, he is playing very well for you. Ryan Suckup, 17 fantasy points. Matt Prater, 16. Zane Gonzalez, 16. Dan Daniel Carlson for the Raiders, 15. Chris Boswell, 14. Jason Sanders, 13. Jason Myers, 13 for Seattle. Rodrigo Blankenship, automatic over 10 points. He's got 11. Will Lutz, Graham Gano, and Chase McLaughlin for the Jacksonville Jaguars with 10 fantasy points. That'll do it for the Ballers Installers for Week 10. Before we get into the Week 11 waiver wire pickup recommendations, just a reminder here to please give us a five-star review on the podcast wherever you're listening. Make sure to give us a rate and review. We much appreciate the honest feedback. I do read every single one of those. Most are positive. Some of them aren't, which is totally fine. As long as you're honest, that's all I uh, ask. We do appreciate the honest feedback, and I want to give you the best product possible. So if there's something that I can do better, our team can do better here, to make it a better listening experience, please drop that in the uh, comments wherever you're listening and giving a rate on the podcast. Also, make sure to follow us on social media if you're not already. That's Instagram, fantasy football underscore TCK pod, and on Twitter at TCK underscore pod. You can also find all of our rankings every week, our articles, and our uh, strength of schedule tool that we are using with the Commish crew. For truth, strengths of schedule, you can find that on our website at tckpod.com. All right, let's jump into the week 11 waiver wire pickup recommendations. Quick reminder, the teams on a bye this week, the Chicago Bears, San Francisco 49ers, New York football giants, and the Buffalo Bills, the teams coming off of a bye this week, the Atlanta Falcons, Dallas Cowboys, Kansas City Chiefs, and the New York Jets. 
Now, of course, aside from the Jets, that's a lot of firepower on offense coming back into your lineups. So A, make sure you're checking your bench and getting your studs back in the lineups. Also, check the waiver wires and see if some of these guys may have gotten dropped. I've already seen Hayden Hurst. I've seen um, uh, CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, if you need him, Dalton Schultz, uh, a lot of these auxiliary Chiefs wide receivers, if you happen to need him or need some of them to fill some spots. LaMichael P. Ryan available, um, Bershard Perryman, uh, you know, there's uh, Jamison Crowder. There's a handful of options, not super sexy big name plays, because of course those guys aren't going to get dropped. But there are a couple of usable assets that you can pick up that were dropped last week to make room on bye weeks. So you always want to check and see who was dropped in your bye weeks. <clears throat> All right, per usual. Most usable weekly quarterbacks are rostered at this point. So let's take a look at my top five quarterback streamer recommendations this week. Jameis Winston up at the top against Atlanta. Again, Jameis Winston should get the start. Sean Payton, as of this podcast, Sean Payton has not come out and named Jameis Winston yet. There's talk in the industry. Is it going to be Taysom Hill? Is it going to be Jameis Winston? It only makes sense to have a Jameis Winston. Taysom Hill has his own role as the Wildcat back quarterback receiver he's going to continue to have that in my opinion it'll be Jameis Winston Jameis Winston on waiver wires right now going up against the Atlanta Falcons the easiest matchup for opposing quarterbacks he gets them twice in the next three weeks if you need a quarterback and you're in super flex especially go get Jameis Winston PJ Walker for Carolina this is kind of a this is a if you have to grab now Teddy Bridgewater is not out as of this podcast, but he had a knee injury. He has a history of knee injuries. It's not looking good. PJ Walker got signed by the Carolina Panthers this year, used to play for Matt Rule at Temple, used to play with Robbie Anderson at Temple as well, came out of the XFL, of course, when they disbanded. So there is a lot of history within the building, and PJ Walker played well in the preseason. So he could be a spot start in Superflex leagues. They're going up against Detroit, who's the eighth easiest matchup against quarterback. So again, just a name to throw out there in case you're desperate and you have Teddy B or you see him uh, go down for the next couple of weeks. Take a look at PJ Walker. Next up, we have big Ben Roethlisberger again, coming off of four touchdowns has a great arsenal. They're not running the ball pretty much at all, uh, which is frustrating for James Conner managers, but for big Ben and the rest of those receiving options, you have a lot of work there in Jacksonville. Uh, they are or in Pittsburgh. I should say they're playing Jacksonville third easiest matchup for quarterbacks i expect um big ben and company to be just fine this week cam newton another one who was basically droppable the last few weeks but they have really picked it up he played well as i mentioned 11 rushing attempts now that was in the rain they kind of had to deal with it but cam newton has been throwing the ball accurately and well he's not throwing it a lot so there is a floor but he is able to obviously always rush in a touchdown or two every single week. And he's going up against Houston, which is the 15th easiest matchup. So kind of middle of the pack there, but we've seen multiple quarterbacks beat up on the Texans. This is, you know, the the Patriots are kind of right back in the thick of things all of a sudden after struggling early in the season. So we know that they're going to be looking to win this game. This is a winnable game for NFL purposes. Therefore I expect Cam Newton to uh, play well and uh, be competitive in it. Number five, Tua Tungavailoa. At this point, he may not be available, but just you know, take another look and see if he is. They're going up against Denver, 13th easiest matchup for quarterbacks. Just take a look to see if Tua is available. In dynasty leagues, he's obviously not. Superflex, he most likely isn't either. 
but it could be a nice spot start or a uh, backup option to have on your bench heading into the playoffs uh, as that uh, Dolphins offense looks a lot better week to week in single QB leagues. Okay, for the running backs here, DeAndre Swift, again, kind of a long shot that he's even available, but take a look and make sure that he is not. If he is, get him on your team. 26 fantasy points last week, 16 carries, 81 rushing yards, five receptions, 68 receiving yards, and a touchdown. Going up against Carolina, the worst rushing defense in the National Football League. Again, they finally came out and gave DeAndre Swift the keys to the car. He did very well with 147 total yards on 21 touches and a touchdown. Furthermore, Adrian Peterson and Carrion Johnson combined for six touches for 34 total yards. So I like that a lot. And the Panthers have given up the third most fantasy points to opposing running backs over the last couple of weeks. And they let up 192 to Ronald Jones, including that 98 yard touchdown. So the Panthers have been gashed all year long and they're in the top three most favorable matchups for opposing running backs. So if DeAndre Swift is available, go get him. I don't think you'll be able to trade for him at this point. So just hope that he's on your waivers. If he's not, Sullivan Ahmed from the Miami Dolphins would be my guy. 16 fantasy points, 21 carries, 85 rushing yards, and a touchdown, one reception for five yards. He gets Denver coming up next. I like Ahmed coming out of the University of Washington. Of course, it's the Ducks rival. I'm in Eugene. I'm a Pac-12 guy on the West Coast, so I watch a lot of Washington Husky football. I like Ahmed a lot. He got he was an undrafted free agent, a UDFA for the San Francisco 49ers, which is my team. So I actually followed him quite a bit in the preseason. I actually thought Ahmed was going to be the one who would outpace Jermichael Hasty preseason for the 49ers, but obviously that did not happen. They released him. He got picked up on Miami. The rest is history. Miles Gaskin is on IR. Jordan Howard got released. Matt Breida is potentially going to play, but coming off of injury himself and a little bit beat up. Ahmed saw 22 touches for 90 yards in his first NFL touchdown last week. So I expect him to be the lead back again until Gaskin returns. And he has a nice couple of games coming up against the Broncos, the Jets, and the Cincinnati Bengals. A couple honorable mentions for running back, just to take a look to see if they're available. Naheem Hines, another big game. Again, going up against the Packers, second easiest matchup against running backs. Obviously, he's preferred in PPR leagues. Devontae Booker for the Raiders, going up against the Chiefs, 19th toughest matchup. But if nothing else, he's the clear handcuff to Josh Jacobs. He's had three touchdowns over his last three or excuse me, three touchdowns over his last two games and 25 touches. So even with Josh Jacobs playing well, Devontae Booker also playing well. Keep an eye on him. If Jacobs were to go down, he's been quite beat up the last two seasons. If he goes down, Devontae Booker could be a uh, potential league winner moving forward. So keep an eye on him. And third, Zach Collins, kind of an older name, started with the Ravens and the, or the, so the, the Seahawks, most recently with the Ravens, going up against Arizona, middle of the pack against running backs, but he led the Seattle backfield in week 10. And with the Seahawks playing on Thursday night, I don't think that Chris Carson and Carlos Hyde are going to be available this week. Looks like Collins has took over that lead back from DJ Dallas. So I do expect Collins. Now, we could be a one-week rental, but if you have to get that win this week and Carson and Hyde are out, you could kind of uh, steal a top 10, 15 running back with um, Alex Collins. And what should be a pretty high scoring game with the Seahawks and the Cardinals on Thursday night. Wide receivers. We'll stick with the Colts. Michael Pittman Jr., my man. I put him in my honorable mentions last week, so I hope you picked him up. Last week, 19 fantasy points, seven catches, 101 receiving yards. He goes up against Green Bay coming up. Now, 
he was my wide receiver four coming into this um, NFL season in this incredible draft class. So I'd see Lamb, Jerry, Judy, T. Higgins, and then Michael Pittman. And it looks like Pittman is now going to be the number one for Phillip Rivers. He's seen back-to-back games with career highs. I like that a lot. In week 10, he went for one or seven and 101 on eight targets and added a 21-yard carry. T.Y. Hilton is basically fading away. Michael Pittman is taking advantage. I predicted preseason that Pittman would eventually become the number one for the Colts anyway. It is coming to fruition, and I love Michael Pittman. So if you can go scoop him up. And, um, you know, I wouldn't expect huge games because I just don't think Phillip Rivers is that quarterback anymore. However, he's a great wide receiver three flex play if you need him to fill in for some bye weeks. Another wide receiver I like a lot, Josh Reynolds from the Rams last week's 17 and a half PPR fantasy points, eight catches, 94 yards going up against Tampa Bay next week. Now this is interesting. So Tampa Bay has a great secondary, but I think that's going to hurt Cooper cup and Robert Woods a lot more than it will. Josh Reynolds over the last three games, the Rams receiver stat lines are as follows. Cooper cup, 33 targets, 22 receptions, 203 yards, no touchdowns, 44 PPR fantasy points, Robert Woods, 19 targets, 15 catches, 140 yards and a touchdown, six carries, 35 yards and a touchdown rushing, 32 and a half PPR fantasy points. Josh Reynolds, 27 targets, 16 catches, 190 yards and a touchdown, 41 fantasy points. So the three Rams receivers over the last three games are almost identical. Cooper Cup, 44 PPR fantasy points. Robert Woods, 43 basically fantasy points. And Josh Reynolds, 40 one fantasy points. Cooper Cup and Robert Woods are basically top five draft picks. Josh Reynolds is potentially free on your waiver wires. Go pick him up if you possibly can. A couple honorable mentions at wide receiver. Jakeem Grant for the Dolphins facing Denver this week, middle of the pack against wide receivers, but 10 targets in his first two games with Tua Tonga Bailoa. Worth a pickup if you're filling in bye weeks. Just keep an eye on Jakeem Grant. J.K. Hamler, He's been up and down, but he's got the ninth easiest matchup this week against the Dolphins, same game as Jakeem Grant. 20 targets over the Broncos' last two games. While Locke is healthy, Hamler is a spot start. Keep an eye on Drew Locke because I just don't trust Brett Rippon. But um, I do like K.J. Hamler if this offense is able to get moving. And then, of course, we go down the MVS train. After a big game, we have to mention him, but I do think that um, Alan Lazard is going to be coming back soon. He was activated off of the uh, IR here after seven weeks, so he should be healthy enough to go. But keep an eye on MBS here, who's now getting that rapport with Rodgers. Going up against the Colts, 10 tough, toughest matchup against wide receivers, but they have three tough matchups coming up for Devontae Adams. That shouldn't slow Adams down, but it might open up MBS for some bigger plays. They're going up against the Colts, 10th toughest this week. Chicago, third toughest. Philadelphia, 11th toughest. So could be tougher on Adams and maybe Lazard. Maybe MBS can break away and you know he only needs one big play to make your week. Let's go with the tight ends and we'll get out of here. My big tight end pickup this week is Logan Thomas of Washington. I've been, he's been in here a couple of times. Bobby Lamarco, our boy, fantasy football X-Factor, mentioned him preseason. I want to bring him to light once again. 10.5 PPR fantasy points last week, four catches, 66 yards. He has Cincinnati coming up next. Cincinnati is horrendous against the uh, tight end position, giving up the fourth or excuse me, fifth most fantasy points. Two tight ends. Logan Thomas has seen 60 receiving yards or a touchdown in three of the last four games. 
and Alex Smith has the lowest a dot over his last two games in the NFL. So basically that means that Alex Smith is throwing it as close to the line of scrimmage as possible. Obviously that's helped out um, JD McKissick, who we've talked about and Logan Thomas as well, at the tight end position. So we know that Thomas started the year with 24 targets over the first three games. He actually had four targets exactly in weeks four, five, six, and seven after the Washington buy. However, Thomas has seen, six targets in each of the last two games with Alex Smith. So I do like to see that um, he is getting utilized. And we know that Alex Smith just traditionally over his career focuses on the running backs, focuses on the tight end. I do like uh, Logan Thomas to get four to six catches a week, 60 yards or so 40 to 60 yards. It's about a 10 point floor. And if he scores, that's going to be, you know, 16, 18 points that is going to get him as a top three to five tight end just because of the nature of the position. So if Logan Thomas is available, I would go grab him off of your waiver wires. A couple honorable mentions at tight end Hayden Hurst coming off of the buy. Again, I saw him on some waiver wires this week. So go check out and see if he's available for the Atlanta Falcons going against the saints. Second easiest matchup for tight ends. Austin Hooper had a bad week last week, but it's his first game back. He gets the Philadelphia Eagles fourth easiest matchup. For tight ends, Eric Ebron for Pittsburgh has all those other weapons as well, but he's in that pass attack. Also, 10th easiest matchup against Jacksonville this week. Dalton Schultz coming off of a bye for Minnesota. 16th easiest first tight ends. They get Andy Dalton back. Hopefully, he can revive that offense a bit after some um, rest to get that uh, get his head right. And Jordan Reed, look, this is, he's on bye this week, so it's going to be a stash. But if you have Jordan, uh, excuse me, George Kittle, uh, you may just want to stash him if you have room to see who comes out of that bye. There is talks that George Kittle could potentially make it off of that bye. I don't think he does, but he could. So if you have George Kittle, just keep an eye on Jordan Reed. So if he doesn't play, you have that spot start for the 49ers who hyper-target the uh, tight end there. But he's going to be a stash. So if you can hold them, do it for Jordan Reed. Otherwise, uh, I would go elsewhere. Once again, I'll just recap really quick the waiver recommendations. My top quarterback, Jameis Winston, then P.J. Walker for the Panthers. If you need him and Teddy B misses any time, Big Ben Roethlisberger, Cam Newton, and Tua Tungavaloa. My running backs, DeAndre Swift, if available, Salvin Ahmed, if not. Some honorable mentions, Naheem Hines, Devontae Booker, and Alex Collins. Then look at Michael Pittman Jr. and Josh Reynolds at wide receiver. Also keep an eye on Jakeem Grant for the Dolphins, KJ Hamler for the Broncos, and Marcus Valdez-Scantling and Alan Lazard for the Green Bay Packers. Tight ends, Logan Thomas of the Washington football team and honorable mentions looking to come off the bye, Hayden Hurst, Austin Hooper, Eric Ebron, Dalton Schultz, and if you can hold him, Jordan Reed. All right, y'all, it's a lot for me. Solo mission today. We will be with Lucas tomorrow, breaking down the late game slate. Bobby had to bump up um, a day, so we're just going to flop those guys. Dweez Nuts is not going to be with us this week. He had a personal matter to handle, so you know how we roll here. We let, we let my man handle his thing, so he'll be back with us hopefully next week to bring a Stat Rat episode. We are not going to do that this week, but Lucas and I are trying to plan something extra for you to fill the gap instead, so best to our boy Dweez. I um, look forward to, to bringing him back on the podcast when available, but again, no stat rat episode this week. This has been episode 305 of the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. Please leave a five-star review and leave a comment. Follow us on social media, 
Instagram, Facebook, fantasy football underscore TCK pod and Twitter at TCK underscore pod. Find our rankings and our new strength of schedule spreadsheet and articles at tckpod.com. We'll be back with you tomorrow to break down the late game slate. And then on um, later uh, the following, excuse me, choked on my own words. Following episode, we'll be bringing in Bobby Lamarco, a.k.a. the Fantasy Football X Factor for the early game slate per usual, and we'll bring in Chris Benavides of the Commish FFP to break down the TCK Pod Listener League, recap of Week 10, and preview of Week 11. Episode 305 in the books. I am your host, Sky Guasco, and I am out of here. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.